Hey, how you guys doing? This is Producer My Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Who Day Over 40 podcast. Uh, two Day Over 40 versus One Week Out. Uh, we are just a few days away from the Cincinnati Bengals opening up the 21-22 season versus the uh, Minnesota Vikings. On the line tonight, I have only one person, and we'll talk about that in a later. It's Big Hots. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up? Yeah. Uh, shouts out. We got to give a shout out to uh, Sandman. Sandman is not with us here this week. Um, without getting into too many details, uh, he's kind of on the comeback trail. You know, had a little medical situation and he's in recovery at this point in time. Uh, sometime soon he will be with us. Um, so if you believe in prayers and warm thoughts and all that kind of stuff, give those out for the Sandman as we move forward. All right. So shout out Sandman. Get well soon. For real, for real. For real. Yes. All right. So let's get into some Bengals news before we get into anything else here. Hutch, uh, there's been a few things that's going on since the last time we recorded. Um, so I'm going to go over some, some preseason notes. Note number one, uh, the Bengals went one and three in the preseason. Uh, they lose the first in the end game uh, and then they win the game in the middle. Uh, you know, did you get a chance to see preseason football? I did get to watch the first game. Um, I watched them play the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Um, they looked really good that first series or so, and then what? And we won the game. Yeah. But between there, some problems. Yeah, the first game, uh, Bengals defense, first team defense comes out, looks really, really good. Um, the worst part about that coming out of that game, you know, looking forward there, we lose third round pick Joseph Osai. Uh, to a meniscus injury, he's going to be out for the season, which really sucks. Uh, he looked like he had showed some promise and definitely didn't help our pass rush situation. Uh, game two, the Bengals return to the scene of the crime. Hutch play against the Washington football team. Joe Burrow does not play in that game. I wonder uh, why. Yeah, <laughs> he does not play in that game. Uh, the Bengals go in there. They also lose that game, but also fairly close. Yes, they right. That's a heck of a preseason game to go back to where. Everybody knows you're injured. Yeah, it was It was no thought at that point in time that Joe Burrow was going to play. But then we get into preseason game number three and really coming out of preseason game number two. That's my second note here. Joe Burrow going to play preseason game number three at home against the Miami Dolphins. Um, allegedly, that was the plan all along. Uh, he wasn't in there long. If you blinked, you missed it. And he was gone. Only, I think, three plays and a penalty was mixed in there that definitely didn't help anything. But Joe Burrow's back. He looked happy. He looked as comfortable as you can, handing the ball off a couple of times. You know, welcome back, number nine. Yes, it was good to see him out there for those three plays, even though those three plays was penalty marred and some some other things happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're going to get into that as well. Uh <sighs> Let's start out on a positive. You mentioned it in the first game. The defense looked, I mean, question mark, good. Uh, they looked good. That first team defense has been out there. They've been able to get pressure. They've been able to tackle. It's not been what the Bengals have looked like under Zach Taylor. Huh? Yes, I'm. the first couple of games and a couple of series here and there, I, I thought Tampa Bay was going to wear us out, but – Oh, then the opposite really happened. 
The defense, the defensive line, I think, especially looked kind of good. Yeah, they, they did. Uh, the corners looked really good. Uh, you know, Trey Wayans winds up getting hurt um, uh, before last preseason game with a hamstring injury. He doesn't go on injured reserve, uh, so they expect him back within the first three games, but uh, definitely not going to be there probably for week number one, but who knows at this point in time. Um, but, yeah, the defense looked really good. It was scary how good they actually look. And so hopefully we can carry that over into – the regular season. I, I, let's play over under. Hutch just got back to Vegas. I ain't going to say too much about it because whatever stays there stays there. What do you think would be the over under on ranking for the Bengals overall defense? Not points scored, not rushing against, whatever. Overall defense. What would you set the over under at? I would say that as far I would say they're going to be average, which, uh, which I, I would have never said that Six months ago. So would you set them at a, if I set the number as 17, meaning that for you non-gamblers out there, meaning that to win that particular bet, the Bengals have to be 17 or under the ranked defense in the NFL. Would that be fair? 17? 17? Uh, 32? Yes. I'm going to, and under means they're better than those? Yes. I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the, over. And, and, <laughs> come on. Okay, so they're a bottom third defense then, which again, for them would be better because they've been like 29, 30, 31 really overall against this, uh, you know, against the league. Right. So that might not be terrible. Right. But still. But like, it's, it's, look, at it's the, the scheduling don't help. Right. You, you've got 17 games. Uh, 10, of them get, 10 of them games is against playoff folks. So that ain't good. Right. Yeah. I just, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Attrition is a real thing. You know, people get hurt. We already seen this early in the preseason. Lost the third round draft pick. Trey Waynes is already hurt. I mean, that shit just happens on defense or whatever. But you just kind of got to hope that whatever under Lou Amaruno, they finally gotten to some version of understanding this system and they're able to actually, you know, be something. Check this out, though, Hutch. The Bengals, I mean, and again, this is just like, damn, why didn't they do this with Marvin? Um, they spent a bunch of money on defense. They're like, oh, well, you know, if this dude's going to help you be successful, let's go out and get this dude on defense for you that's, you know, supposed to be scheme-specific to help you out. They never did that for Marvin, man, they, ever. They never got that, during, especially during the season, they never got that one piece that said, hey, this would take us over the top. This could win us this uh, playoff game. Division, at least. Uh, some, yeah, something. Uh, right, something. No, let's just go out there with Andy and, <laughs> and let's go out there with Maluga and uh, uh, and Pecco and oh yeah, hey. Yeah, I mean it was just never that like that urgency to be like, hey, let's get this one piece and make a run. Right. It was just like you know. Uh, you know, rain yeah, low kisses and you know. Right. Let's let's give up. Take somebody, get some, from somebody else, you know, give them a conditional first round, second round draft pick. Let's get that one dude that will, you know, just, that just will help us out on defense, help us out on offense, yeah. something. I don't even think it had even be that high of a pick or whatever. Like, oh, y'all want this dude for a fourth rounder next year? Absolutely. Go ahead and take it. But they didn't even want to come. Like, that's Mike Brown not wanting to even come off picks. But the Bengals have definitely made this change of trying to make, 
the fan experience better, the you know, trying to participate in free agency as best as they can. They're really trying to turn this corner to try to win these fans back because I think they know if they don't, there's going to be an absolute revolt here in Cincinnati soon enough. And, you know, just can't keep putting up with this, knowing full well that everybody thinks they have a Hall of Fame, at least a Pro Bowl-like quarterback. And if they can't, if they waste his years, um, that's not going to go well. That is correct. Right. The countdown has started. Yeah. yeah we'll um, right. He, right, Joe Burrow, first coming for the whole season. And, yes, you, you might want to see have a good season or something because, right, the, everybody, all the teams within 250-mile radius are all winning mm-hmm. except you. Right. Okay. And that's, that's, uh, that's the other note I have before we get into the one negative. The offensive line kind of looked okay, too. Uh, they gave up no sacks the entire preseason, which is Ooh. insane um, that they gave up no sacks uh, and very few pressures. Uh, it looks like the starting lineup from your radio dial from left to right, uh, Jonah Williams, um, Quentin Spain, a left guard, uh, Josh, what's his name? Trey Hopkins, thank you, at center. At right guard, Xavier Suofilo, and then at right tackle, Riley Reed. Uh, that's clearly better than the shit that they had before, but ah, what's the over-under? <laughs> but yeah, it, it, just an average offensive line situation, you know, the second-round pick's not going to start the season for sure, uh, and, and Jackson Carmen, uh, people thought that that was going to be a thing. It looks like he's working his way into it, as they say, but uh, if they just need to keep Joe Burrow upright, they don't need to be great. They just really need to be average. Right, average. Well, it would be nice, and they need keeping Bump right. He, I think he's still gonna take at least forty sacks. No, come yeah, on, no way he's taking he, forty sacks. This we can't still. I don't think we just still can't ruin. Yeah, now, nah, yeah, and I definitely think that this is a much better pass blocking team than a run blocking team. Like I definitely feel that that's the case. But and so how are we gonna get? So if we ain't running, we gotta be throwing. And they more, more, more passing, more problems. Yeah, that's that's fair. All right. The last big piece season notes is Jamar Chase, the number one draft pick, the fifth pick in the draft. Um, it's been a problem really since the uh, preseason started, and even in camp, he's got a case of the drops. Um, you know, you'll hear about these things in practice. Oh, he dropped the ball here. He dropped the ball there. Yeah, you know, no big deal. We go to the first preseason game. He catches the screen that he should have scored on, probably. He didn't take it upfield, but you saw what people saw. He's like, he caught the ball. He ran up the field hard. Like, I mean, it's like, oh, okay, this is, you know, okay, we got a real three-headed monster here at, you know, at wide receiver. Oh, my goodness. Side out, we're watching the college football kickoff, and Alabama is kicking Miami's ass. That's basically what it is. Another turnover here. All right, so – that's fine. Then we get into preseason game number two against the Washington football team. Jamar Chase gets the ball thrown to him three times on third down, kind of one of those things that he was brought in for, and he drops the ball three times. Like, bloop, yeah, bloop, yeah it, it was bad. And you could definitely tell it got into his head, and we had a situation there. I mean, Hush, you didn't see it, but I'm sure you saw it later. Uh, what are you thinking when the number five pick in the whole GD NFL draft 
drops three very catchable balls. Not even maybe if one of them you could call contested, but it was a drop. Right. I I heard I saw him on on the four letter network and other places. I and I also heard the excuse wag and talk about well he was that wasn't that's not be his quarterback so he wasn't used to the way the ball was coming off of the quarterback's hand. Mm. Bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, you're the fifth overall pick in the in the NFL, NFL draft, mm. not the Resident Park Pee Wee League. Wow, you're supposed to be fucking catching these balls, yo. Yeah, it it was bad. It was bad. Like the first one was bad, and then the other two were just. I mean, he was brought in for these situations. He's got strong hands. He's a big, strong dude. 50-50 balls, even if it was contested. Like, enough. Like, catch the ball. Catch you the know, fucking ball. I was ball. T- telling you earlier today, you know, he's a very uh, prolific social media person. And, you know, he's, like, changed his social media to, you know, where he can, it goes out, but you can't really comment unless you're, like, a friend of his or <laughs> something like that. So he's turned, like, the comments off, essentially, right. because he knows. And mm-hmm. hell, even I had gotten pushed to the point like, oh, that's a cool watch. Catch the fucking ball, bro. Right. Like, I don't care about the watch. You can wear all the watches. You can get all the cars. You can do all of this shit, but just catch the ball. Like, I don't care. All right. So, yeah. And then we get into Joe Burrow's return. He comes back for the game there. We get to another situation, and they try to throw him the quick out just like they did against um uh, Tampa. Yeah. And he drops the damn ball. Right. After having a great practice, after, you know, kind of turning around, abusing allegedly our defensive backs in practice and doing everything right, mm-hmm. then he winds up dropping that. So four drop, four throwing balls, four drops, two games. Now you have to worry. I mean, and it's true. You have to worry if he has the damn yips. It's not a worry. It's, I mean, it's, I think it's until he proves otherwise, he has the yips. And guess what? The the most of the dudes he was playing against are not going to are not in the league right now, or they're looking for jobs. The dudes you're going to be playing in a week are real deal. And guess what? They read the headlines and they talk shit, and they're going to be they're going to try to dance be in your head. Mm-hmm. And and you'll be playing against your your J- Justin Jefferson, who's going to be like. Who gonna catch more balls, me or you? All the little side bets and jersey bets. Right. Right. The pressure. The pressure, right. Every drop creates more pressure to catch it. And, you know, he's a young kid. He didn't play last year. Like, I mean, everybody's giving, like, all these real excuses. I mean, people go through drops. Like, I think that's a real thing. You know, there was an article that, you know, somebody had posted or whatever about how Jerry Rice, the greatest wide receiver in the world, and his first rookie, his rookie year, rookie camp or whatever, had the drops all over the place. Like, he couldn't catch anything. And, you know, Bill Walsh was like, yeah, he's going to be fine. And, I mean, he's Jerry Rice. Jamar Chase doesn't need to be Jerry Rice. Not even close. It'd be nice, dude. It'd be nice, but he doesn't need to be Jerry Rice to make this team better. He could be half a Jerry Rice. But catch the ball, bro. Like, I mean, really, that's all we're at at this point is just catch the ball. Mm-hmm. So I just don't know that. You know, you don't know what you have with it now. So when we go three wide, that first opening drive, which may be the first freaking play of the damn game, when he goes three wide, I mean, do, are you going to trust him to throw it? You know, or now we're in a situation where we're going to give, you know, you know, on tape getting more, you know, run than the fifth round pick, you know, the first round pick. Like I, that, you know, that puts that offense back in the same position where it was, even though T. Higgins, it seems to be off season wise, preseason wise might have just turned into an absolute beast. 
which would be fine, which would be great, when that would take all the pressure off of um, Jamar Chase. It would take all the pressure off of him if T. Higgins is that dude. And, again, you know, we'll see what happens. But it'd be damn nice, you know, if he could catch the ball and show what he consistently. could do. Consistently show what he's been showing in practice. Everybody's been saying that. So. Right. All right. And, so, right, until somebody – until he – Establishes himself being able to catch the ball and going downfield and catching the ball. It's going to be right. All the defenses we're going to see is going to be tight. Mm-hmm. They're going to stop. They, like I said, most people think we can't run, and we probably can't. So, yeah, they're going to be on top of us, pressing us, and they're going to be in his face mm-hmm. contesting the, the passing. What do you think about this? This is kind of an off topic before we get into the next part. This was going on, uh, you know, little producer and I had watched the games together or whatever. What do you think about, like, him getting pulled when having not caught a ball? Like, he was, like, always out there with the ones, but then they pull him, and the twos are out there, and he caught the ball. Like, why is he not out there with the twos so he gets a catch? You know what I'm saying? Like, defeating, like, get a catch against you know, this dude that's going to be an accountant next week. Like, get a catch. Like, I, that, to me, that's like, you need to go prove yourself. You're telling Jackson Carmen that, hey, you can't have this job in third straight. You need to go out and prove yourself. Why the hell does he get a chance to not go out there and prove himself, catch a ball, go dominate some freaking, you know, PE coaches? Right. And, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, or do you not risk it because he's too damn valuable? F- fuck that. Get his ass out there. <laughs> I, I need catches, yo. I, you're, damn, your pride is to hell with it. Yeah, you need or you need catches. You know, hey, great players have gone down to Triple A in baseball to get today whatever they swing back whatever. Right. Yeah, they, you got a good point. Yeah, so you got to go, got to go, got to go. Okay, so Jamar from the folks at Who Day over forty man, just catch the ball, catch please. the damn ball, catch the ball it, when it when it counts. Yeah, catch the ball, please, catch the ball. All right, so let's get into uh, like quarter number two. Um, the rosters. The Bengals get down to the 53 roster. Really weren't any real surprises. Before that, though, they did trade first-round bust uh, Billy Price, 21st pick in the draft, gets traded to the Giants. We bring back a defensive tackle. Okay, y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. That's a bust. Billy oh, Price is a whole-ass bust. Who doubted? Oh, okay, I'm just lying. Billy Price is a bust. Right, he's a, he's a whole-ass bust. He's a whole-ass Heart out, bleeding, OSU, T-O-S-U, heart. My, that motherfucker is a big fucking boss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, holy cow. He he came in injured, so I we, we gave him that. Like, oh, he came in injured because he had the pectoral or whatever that he tore before the draft. He came back, he wasn't right. Fine. We put him at guard, he wasn't right. We gave him the starting center position. Wasn't right. right. Guy wind up moving back to guard. In the backup guard, like, he just, he isn't that dude. He can't get right. He can't get right. And then he got up. I mean, it looked like this preseason or whatever, he was looking better. He had put on some weight or whatever. You know, he looked better. But I just, I mean, I just, he, he might become a, a decent average player or whatever. It just won't be in Cincinnati. Right, right. He, yeah, he needed to go. Yeah, he, where he was dead man walking. They were not going to up him on his fifth no matter what. So, dead man walking, fresh start, go somewhere else. Right. We got something for him. That's a bonus. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we got um, – right, what's the player we got back, little producer there? B.J. Hill. B.J. who? 
BJ Hill, Hill and a conditional seventh round pick. So if he goes somewhere and does something, we might wind up getting a sixth round pick and a player for Billy Price. Can you imagine? He was a plus two for Well, well, I mean, people like him. You know, they think he can. You know, be a good part of your rotation. So we'll take BJ Hill. But yeah, so he goes. The Bengals get down to the fifty-three. I, really, there was no surprise cuts. Really, I don't we, think we anybody. cut Michael Jordan. Well, but is that a surprise? <laughs> I mean, no, it wasn't a surprise. It was like. You should, Michael Jordan should never get cut in any sport. Well, fine. Well, he got baseball. cut from his ninth grade football team, or uh, basketball team. Anyway, but yeah, so Michael Jordan does get cut. I don't think, again, he may become somebody that's a decent player. It just wasn't sure. going to happen in Cincinnati. Maybe in Canada. Well, what's that play? What's the uh, what's that thing where the people have problems after they have these uh, nightmares and stuff? What? Rehab? No, we have the <laughs> nightmares. Things happen like in the war and they come back. PTSD. Oh, PTSD. Yeah, he's going to have PTSD forever for allowing, like, you know, that sack that winds up getting him hurt. Right. Like, people weren't going to forget it here. No, I just, And I don't think he was going to forget it while he was here either. Right. So he went from starting guard in the first preseason game to cut. He, he got the cold reds a lot, I'm sure, right there yeah. at Bengal Camp. When they tried to trade him. Who, uh, who the fuck was wanting? They tried to send him to Jacksonville to his old football coach, Urban Meyer, and uh, that yeah, didn't work out. Right. So I don't know if he signed anywhere yet. I claimed off waivers by the Carolina. Thank you. Claimed off waivers by the Carolina Panthers. So good for him. I guess maybe Mike Daniels might have been a surprise. The defensive tackle that we had gotten, uh, we got him from the Packers last year. He kind of came in once. Uh, it was uh, decided that. Uh, Gino really couldn't not play anymore, but he was obviously hurt. Um, so yeah, so but beyond that, is any I mean anybody else that got like cut? That, you know, I didn't think Moss is gonna get cut. Thaddeus Moss does get cut, but he winds up going, you know, back on the practice squad. So yeah, I mean he might have been the third tight end. I mean that's a situation, injuries and whatnot. Obviously he'll get brought up to the big roster at some point in time. Right, but you know, it kind of is what it is. Yeah, also so that Wilcox guy got hurt. Yes, mm-hmm. the other tight end got hurt, so that didn't help it, uh, the cause either for whatever. But it's all good. The roster is set for we going in. I got to go over each individual roster spot because, again, for the most part, if your first, like, 28 dudes can't play, screwed. you're screwed. You're screwed. That's it. Uh, Shouts out, though. We did get that shit right with that kicker. Evan yeah. McPherson is an absolute beast. Oh, oh my goodness. It, that He's kicking field goals. Yeah, length of whatever. He kicks a 57-yarder in the preseason, which would have been a Bengals record if it was in the regular season. Surprisingly tying Fat Randy, who had a 57-yarder in the regular season. I don't know how that happened. But, but he just booms the ball, man. It's like touching the top of the net after it goes through the upright. So, yeah, just, yeah we got that pick right for sure. All right. So let's get into the last part of the show here. Looking into next week, Bengals open up as a three-point underdog at home against the Minnesota Vikings, uh, which is kind of surprising. As I was explaining gambling to my son today, a three-point dog at home actually means you're a six-point dog. So you're a touchdown dog in your own stadium, in your own building. Uh, The jungle will be rocking. There's no doubt about it with Joe Burrow coming back. Everybody's going to be excited. To me, this is a very winnable game because I think Minnesota is not just overrated. I don't even know that they're rated at not or not. Uh, offensively, they do have some weapons with Justin Jefferson and uh, 
Yeah, yeah, the running back. What's the name? Dalvin Cook. Yeah, Dalvin Cook. But their quarterback is an unvaccinated jackass. And, um, yeah, I wasn't going to let that go. He's an unvaccinated jackass who likes to turn the ball over and does not play well in early parts of the season. Hutch, what you looking at at the at least beginning thoughts of this game headed into next Sunday? It is a it is a winnable game. Um, their offensive line and their defense kind of they both kind of suck. Minnesota's yes, correct. They both right cornerback. Yeah, they're right. They have no cornerbacks. Their defense they don't have a good pass rush anymore. Their mm-hmm. offensive line is shaky. Yep. They they do have nice position or special whatever them guys what do you call those players? The, the wide receivers are good. Mm-hmm. The Adam Thielen, yeah, right. Adam, he's in the top. Any hundred, he's in the top one hundred players. Ain't yeah, he? yeah, they got mm-hmm. yeah they got top. Right, right, they right. They can run or they got a great running back. They got two great receivers. They lost uh, Kyle Randolph. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So they lost their backup. Right, they got some. Third string tight end, man. Right. So, yeah, right. Uh, the stars are all lining up properly. Yeah. The Bengals got a shot. Yeah. And this is really the start of, yeah, it, it's just a really kind of a deja vu situation to the start of last season. You know, that game that you got at home against the Chargers, which they should have won. It was a bullshit call on AJ. We all know that. And then Fat Randy fucking Fat Randy it uh, to send it to overtime. But, this is the same kind of situation. You win this game, this gives you momentum going into the next fucking game. Like that, it's a completely different thing trying to go from one and to two and zero oh, instead of trying to stave off zero oh and two. And that's really where they are. I think, like, if they can win this game, it builds positive momentum. All the stuff that they've been doing over the course of the offseason to try to change fan perception, trying to change the way everybody looks at things, like all of those things, like it really matters. And if you can get that dub, like I think going into week two, when you play at Chicago, who is struggling at best, to say the least, because their quarterback situation is shaky, and we know very well about Andy Dalton, and you have a rookie behind him, their offensive line is ass awful. I saw Justin, I saw Justin, uh, he, he got crushed in that game. There was one shot that he took, I was surprised he got up from. Um, I mean, this it's setting up for you. The early part of that season is set up for you to get some wins, get some confidence, get some momentum to really move yourself into the rest of the season. So, uh, I, I, I huh? They got some tough opponents. Yeah, tough late, but yeah, I feel really good about the this game on Sunday. Hodge, how you feel looking in? You know, seven days out. Well. I well, I did go to somebody went to Vegas, <laughs> um, and I uh, took whatever. This is one of them games where they yeah, win it, please win it. We don't win five and a half four somewhere, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just they can win this one if they win this one. The sky's the limit. The Bengals have not had a. Been on the winning seat, has not had a winning season in four years, longer. But I mean, well, at least three years ago, they were, they were, they had some, they were positive. Mm-hmm. They have not been five hundred or better since in three wow. and a, three yeah. and a half years. Yeah, they're definitely until like uh, since Marvin, right? Uh, you know, they started off, you know, oh and whatever both times with Zach Taylor, 
and it's just not it hasn't been good. And this is a referendum on Zach Taylor, obviously, too. You know, and again, as well as the defense played in the uh in the preseason, the offense has been kind of you know, they haven't scored any real points. And that's kind of scary too. So you kind of hopefully, you know, figure out like, okay, we're able to score, get points, do these types of things. That they can actually, you know, because, again, we've been saying this since it started. Yo, um, the only way the Bengals are going to win is if they score a bunch of points because we thought that the defense was going to be bad. Now the defense is showing, like, hey, we might not be that bad. Now the offense needs to make sure that they go out and put points up and make it more difficult, you know, for the opposing team. Like, hey, shit, we got to put up points, put that pressure on them, get back into, you know, purely passing situations where you can hopefully get sacks or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that's what's going to happen. But damn if I know. I don't know. Right. I don't know. All right. So that kind of really wraps it up, really, because we're just waiting. Uh, hopefully we're talking next Sunday around 4 or 5 o'clock about a Bengals W. We got to do it, though, Hutch. We got to do it. We got to put the pressure on you. And the little producer is here as well. We got to put the pressure on you. A week out, bar it. Wait until, you know, uh, the Vikings quarterback gets COVID because he probably will. Because he's an unvaccinated asshole. Um, what is your game prediction score? A week out. A week out. I'm going to say, let's say the Bengals are, Bengals 27, Minnesota 24. Uh, yeah, you took in my exact score <laughs> from me. That was the exact score that I had in my head. I was thinking the exact same thing. Bengals 27, Vikings 24. You know, a, a nail biter, like an absolute nail biter. Right. That the back Bengals, and forth. Yep, the Bengals win, you know, on a late kick or a stop or something like that. But mm-hmm. definitely feels like a, a nail biter at the end there. Mm-hmm. Little producer, what you got, man? What's your pr- predictive score? Bengals 21-17. 21-17. So, again, a one-possession game. And, again, this is really, again, like I said, a referendum on Zach Taylor. You know, the Bengals are absolutely horrible in one-score games. Yep, and horrible in one-score games under Zach Taylor. I, I heard somewhere, if, like, if, he had, if he just split those games, if he just split the one-score games and, one, you know, half the ones they win and half the ones they had lost, I mean, he'd be, you know, damn near 500 coach, which is scary. Mm. So, 500, we take it at this point in time. Shit, you know. At this point, man. Yeah, at this point, you take it. So, uh, yeah, so that's that. Let us know what your predictions are. We're hoping for uh, a win. I need a win. I can't come, I can't be doing these podcasts every week after losses. My heart can't take it. All right. So we'll start to wrap up. We got an exit music, man. Yes. Um. And for uh, Chase and freaking Burrow, telling this, telling all their stories about them being hurt, and whatnot. Anyway, the, the uh, song is "Head Games" by Foreigner. No. Right. <laughs> Head Games by Foreigner. All right. So, yes, so hopefully they can get that taken care of as the music starts to play you out. Again, I am the producer on this podcast, and I'm signing off. Again, shout out, Sam, man. Get better, for real, for real. Let's uh, go ahead and sign off. Good night, all you happy people. We'll see y'all next week after this dub. Peace.